Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C., our host today is Kyla O'Connell, Senior Partner and Sales Facilitator at Asher Strategies. Kyla's guest is Joe Benjamin, CEO and Co-Founder of Cheetah IQ, building the first search engine specifically designed for salespeople. The title of the show is How to Spend Less Time Researching and More Time Selling. Kyla, over to you. Thank you, Dave, and welcome, Joe. We're so happy to talk with you today. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. So one of the things that John Asher is very passionate about, and it bleeds, of course, down to all of us, and we're passionate too, is sales enablement tools and technology. How do we keep our sales effectiveness relevant in today's fast-paced world? And so when I was introduced to your company and learned a little bit more about what you do, I got very excited because perhaps this would be something that I'm not even aware of yet that we can start implementing and help salespeople be more effective and leverage this technology. Thank you again for being here. Let's just dive in. Sounds What are salespeople currently doing when it comes to researching their prospects for outreach and overall meeting prep? Right now, it's a pretty manual process and it happens to be quite ineffective. Uh, What they're doing is they're Googling for a lot of different things. They might Google the company name and see if they've been in the news. They might Google their prospects. They're definitely going to go on LinkedIn and look at their profile. But for the most part, it's kind of a scattershot, inconsistent process. We talk to a lot of sales leaders. And one thing that we found is that not many actually have a consistent process when it comes to training them on how to properly research their clients. And the reason why it's so important to have some sort of process here is because companies are leaving clues all over the internet for salespeople to uncover, and then they can leverage that for their outreach and their meeting prep. Oh, I like that. Clues all over. (laughs) Why can research be so time consuming? You think today it's the opposite, but it sounds like maybe we're getting overloaded with information. Is that true? Exactly. There are a lot of clues, but there's also a lot of noise. And there's a ton of information all over the internet, whether it's in news, job postings, in a 10K, in an earnings call, but it's all highly fragmented and there's no easy way for a salesperson to go and gather that information in an efficient manner. And that tends to make it really time consuming. And then they go down rabbit holes looking for things that may or may not exist. And then before you know it, they've actually missed their activity numbers for the day because they just spent two to three hours on research. We do a personality assessment. So we're able to see people's scores on a scale of one to 100% in nine different personality traits. And one of those traits is need to analyze. And I have seen firsthand what you just described, especially with salespeople who have high scores in that trait. They love the research. They spend way too much time in that part of the preparation process. I mean, research is extremely important. I mean, why is it so important for salespeople? It's important for a lot of reasons, and it really depends where you are at 
a point in the sales cycle. So if you're just starting and you're trying to get your foot in the door at a company, you need to make sure that you're sending something that's relevant. Because if you're sending just kind of a scattershot spray and pray message, we all know that doesn't work anymore. It actually used to work like 15 years ago, but not mm-hmm. anymore. Inboxes are completely full with salespeople. So if you write something that shows that you've done your homework, you're going to stand out um, no matter what may not get you a meeting, but it's going to be a point in the sales process for you to try to book the meeting where they're going to say, okay, this person at least did their homework. And then as you kind of provide some persistence and you try to get a meeting, whether it's through a call or an email, it's going to add a lot of credibility and trust to your process for outreach. Now, when you have a meeting and you've scheduled that meeting, research is even more important uh, for a variety of reasons. One, you're probably competing with other people to win the deal. And if you have that credibility, that's going to help you it's also going to accelerate discovery. So one thing that we've learned is that there's kind of two different types of salespeople, people who prepare for meetings and people who kind of just wing it because they know how to sell. The people who know how to sell tend to have longer sales cycles, whereas people who can accelerate discovery because they found those clues on the internet, they're able to move their sales process a lot more quickly. We actually have a client who was able to do research, uncover different lines of business, bring that up in an intro call with someone and they 4X the size of their opportunity. So research mm. not only is going to give you credibility and make you more trustworthy, but you'll probably uncover even more opportunities and kind of get closer to hitting your number. I'm so excited that you said there are two types of salespeople, people who prepare and people who wing it, because that's actually how I begin our sales training. And whether it's regard to preparing for meeting research or any parts of the sales process, winging it isn't good enough anymore, right? I mean, there's just too much information. There's too much competition. Things are happening too quickly. Too, changes, or you know, as we've experienced this year, are too big for you to be successful winging it. You have to be prepared. You have to. I have a term I borrowed from a colleague. You have to be consciously super competent, right? You really have to yep. put that effort in today to be effective. So what research sources should enterprise salespeople be considering? Some of the best are going to be the 10K. Um, If you look at earnings calls or you take a look at the earnings transcript, that can be really valuable, especially with what's going on today and how fast things are changing. If you have a client or a prospect that has an earnings transcript that's come out post-COVID and you're not looking at it, you're not doing your job because there could be insights in there that could really help you either get a meeting, grow the account, have a better conversation with the prospect, whatever it is. Those are two big ones for enterprise salespeople. And then they should also listen to podcasts. Oftentimes, C-suite people are on podcasts and they have a lot of information that they can share that's really valuable and that helps you personalize your outreach and make it highly relevant. And then another one, especially if you sell something technical, job posts can be extremely valuable because they could talk about different software or tools. And all four of those sources are going to be very reliable because they're coming straight from the company. Okay. So you said four, I I believe the 10K, the earnings transcript, podcasts of the C-suite and Mm -hmm. job postings. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, we know that they're looking at news. That's obviously very important. Press releases are very important, but those four, I think, really can help an enterprise salespeople get their conversations to the next level and also help them book more meetings. So tell me a little bit more about a 10K. Sure. A 10K is a report. It comes out once a year. It's required by law, and it's actually for investors. It's not designed for salespeople. But what's interesting about it is there's a lot of valuable information in there. 
salespeople should be kind of looking at the three main sections. So the first is going to be the business section, and that's going to talk about everything from the number of employees they have, who they consider their competition, to their growth strategy, to their sales and marketing departments, to new initiatives, new product lines. It's got so much valuable information in it. The second part is going to be risk factors. So risk factors, they're going to talk about risk factors for the business. Some of them are boilerplate, but some of them can be extremely valuable depending on what you sell. And then the third part I like to recommend for salespeople to take a look at in the 10K is going to be the management discussion. And they're going to talk about the results of operations and the financial information. Finances aren't going to be as relevant for salespeople, and it's probably not something most should look at. But the results of their operation and the management discussion can be pretty interesting because it's going to talk about the business, what went right, what went wrong, what do they plan on doing, what are they going to invest in, what are the new strategies and initiatives. There's a lot of good information in there. And if you are an enterprise salesperson, you need to be looking at something like a 10K. Okay, great. What makes an earnings call valuable for salespeople? Earnings calls are also great for salespeople, but I think what's really special about them is they're going to come out once every three months. If you're in enterprise sales or you're selling to a large company that's publicly traded, they're going to give you an update on the state of the business. The CEO is going to come on and they're going to say what went well, what didn't go so well, where do they plan on investing their money, what are their strategies moving forward, what are some problems. We've seen in some earnings transcripts where companies will say like, we have this problem or this is an inefficiency in our operation. And they'll specifically lay out whether it's something in their supply chain, or they need to invest in their sales team to grow it faster because they need to hit their numbers, or there's a KPI that they're measuring their business against. All that information for a salesperson is gold. I mean, it's a gold mine of information. And then there's also going to be the section in the earnings call about CFO outlook on the business, where they're investing their money. That can be a little bit kind of into the weeds, but sometimes they're going to say like, we're changing our planning for 2021 and we're moving it up to March, which is something I actually just saw. A company is doing their 2021 planning and they have a January to December fiscal year in like April now. So it's kind of crazy, but they're going to tell you everything that can be very valuable for an enterprise salesperson, but enterprise salespeople are kind of sleeping on earnings calls. And what you said earlier too about being mindful of the research you're doing post-COVID too, right? Because if you're not up to speed with that company's position and where they've had to pivot and how they've had to pivot, all of us are doing that right now, right? If you spoke to even either one of our company's uh, officers in January, we were having a different conversation than what we're having now. This has never been more important than right now. Kyla, it's time for a quick commercial break. Okay. And let's do that break to remind you that over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. That's right, natural aptitude. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ as they call it, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. If you want to find out how to find the winners and choose the right people, go to asherstrategies.com or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. And now back to our show. We've been speaking with Joe Benjamin about how to spend less time researching and more time selling. Now back to Kyla and Joe. Okay, so uh, kind of circle back to the fact that this is even more important in this COVID-19 
economy that we're all trying to pivot in and innovate in and how this is even more important today. And I, I asked if you agreed and we got a little bit cut off with the commercial. So I'll just let you finish your thought there. Yeah, absolutely. If you're doing any type of outreach, you don't want to be tone deaf. You want to be relevant. Yeah. You want to be able to personalize it. And that's where research comes in. It helps you have a message that's on point. And especially if you have a large sales team, you don't want them all being off brand and kind of ruining your brand by sending messages that aren't relevant. And that's why research is so important. And luckily, if you're going after enterprise companies, the CEO is going to go out there and he's going to tell you something about the company that you can look at and decide, like, is this an account we should go after this quarter? Or is this an account that has something that's going on right now and we can actually help them? So it's a really good way to help your team or if you're an individual contributor, personalize and make your messages very relevant to your prospects. We talk about research and sales training process when we get to skill two, which is literally research prospects before first meeting. And we bring in the whole concept of the challenger sale. And you know, using that challenger sales approach, uh, you can't do it without having done your proper research ahead of time. And one of the things I've been sharing with my coaching clients right now is in this COVID-19 kind of repositioning of companies, they're welcoming people right now. They're welcoming the whole, how can you help us think differently? Because everybody's forced to do that. This is just even more timely to use research and the challenger sales approach. One of the things you mentioned was job postings. So how can salespeople use job postings in their research? Job postings are great. At a high level, they can give you an indication of where a company is investing money. So if they have a bunch of sales openings or they have a bunch of sales operations openings, you can kind of decide like, okay, this is a company probably investing in growth. If they have a lot of people in software engineer, that's another indication of something. So at a high level, you get an idea of where they're putting their money. The second thing that you can take from job postings are tools and software. If you integrate with anything, oftentimes they're going to tell you like what tools you're using in this role or what software you're using in this role. So that gives you reliable information straight from the company. And then when you do your outreach, you can actually mirror the language of the, the job position. So if you're going into, say, product marketing or you're going after someone in the marketing department, how they talk about their roles and maybe what their KPIs are or what the purpose of these roles are, you can actually address that in your premise of your email, tie that to your value prop, and then it sounds like you're speaking their language. And it's also, again, going back to something that's personalized and relevant. Our listeners who have gone through our training will, will recognize how this fits right into what's in it for them. We have to speak to that old emotional and instinctive brain that is only really concerned about information that has to do with itself, right? This is just another way of staying in in tune with what's that whole concept, what's in it for them, and that will help them stand out against their competition. Another thing you mentioned was podcasts. So what are your thoughts on those? I think podcasts are great. Every kind of month, you see more and more people appearing on podcasts. And if you're a salesperson and you're going after someone maybe at the VP, executive, or C-level, you should absolutely check to see if they've been on a podcast recently for a couple of reasons. So one of them is you're going to get an understanding of who this person is. Are they a really analytical, data-driven person, or are they big on stories? That's how you can kind of write your message or your outreach to them. That's kind of one thing. They'll also often talk about who they are as a person before they jump into their expertise or their thought leadership on a podcast. That's a good way where you might be able to build rapport or you might be able to have some sort of personal connection with their introduction in a podcast. And then the third thing is they usually talk about something they're really passionate about 
and they know a lot about. What you can do there is you can take some of that information, throw it into the premise of your outreach, tie that to your value prop, mention that you listen to them on a podcast because they probably don't have that many listeners. And then, you know, it's going to make them feel special that you took time out of your day to listen to their podcast. And they can give you so much insight on the company too. I often see podcasts where people who are at the C-level, they'll talk about a new cloud strategy that they have or a new initiative that they rolled out or new, some new digital marketing initiative that they rolled out and the success behind it. So it can give you a lot of insight on what they've worked on in the past, what went well, what didn't go so well. And it's a really good look at someone and it can almost be 30 minutes of them talking, which can be great information. And a lot of times they'll have their guard down too. So they're just kind of having a conversation like you and I are right now. And they're not in that, oh, buyer mode or officer mode. They're just, they're just having a conversation. You do like get an insight into their personality style and what they're passionate about. So definitely, yeah, great tool. So what other sources salespeople should consider when personalizing their outreach? So they should always take a look at the LinkedIn profile. I think that's useful, but you have to also mm-hmm. remember, like if you're doing something and you've always been doing something, everyone else has always been doing that. So I like to tell people, go on their LinkedIn profile. If there's a lot of useful information, great. If you can leverage that, awesome. But you should also be looking at Twitter. Twitter is a great tool for two reasons. One, you get a look at that person at a human level because often people will have their own personal Twitter accounts and some will even mix it with business. I've actually seen quite a few C-level people who have personal tweets and then business tweets. So you get a good idea of the person similar to podcasts. You can also look at, see what they like. So that's another thing. So not only do you look at their tweets, but you want to see what they like. Um, And if you want to get a little aggressive, and I think it's okay, if you apply proper social selling techniques on Twitter, you can slide into their DMs and start a conversation. I know my brother, he uses Twitter and he's in partnerships for fintech. He meets a lot of his clients through Twitter. And it's one of those areas, depending on if you go after like cybersecurity people, infosec type people, it can be a really fruitful landscape to meet and connect with new prospects. Tell me a little bit about what your company does, Joe. So because we've talked a lot lot about how to go all these different places for information. And I'm really intrigued with how you bring it together. Yeah, sure. Cheetah IQ is a search engine designed for salespeople. And what we allow you to do is type in a key phrase. You can select a company or a contact. And then we're going to show you all the information that we talked about. So you'll be able to deep dive 10Ks, earnings calls, see if they've appeared on a podcast, what job postings are at the company. And then you can search by that keyword or key phrase, either one-to-one, meaning you can search one account, or you can search dozens of accounts at a time with one click. And what it allows salespeople to do is spend a lot less time on research um, and also make their research a lot more effective. We don't want activity to suffer. You know, research is really, really important, but you still need to make sure that you have enough activity. And we kind of get you to that great level where not only do you have high quality activity, but you're also going to have a lot of activity. Do you find that it's easy to use? And do you find that uh, some people may get absorbed in all of that research? It's very easy to use. It's similar to Google. So if you know how to use Google, you'll be able to use Cheetah IQ. There can be some people who really, really like research and like to go down rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. We give you plenty of information where you're going to find something that's what I call a sales nugget. And once you recognize that, you have to kind of grab that nugget, put it in your outreach and send the email or make the call. And then if you have a meeting, I always recommend, and you know, we kind of touched on this earlier, you know, spend some time on that meeting prep. And we're going to get you all the information that you need right front and center on your computer screen. And you can use that however you want to prepare for a meeting. 
Does it help with, if, for some of our listeners who are selling to smaller companies like mid-sized companies, not public, I mean, I'm, I would imagine that the software would still grab whatever information is out there, right? Right, exactly. If you're a small company or just a company that's not publicly traded, we're still going to get news, press, jobs, blogs, podcasts. We're just not going to get the 10K in the earnings calls because that's not available. So we have clients who go after mid-market and some SMB prospects with our tool and it works for them. And it's pretty um, easy to get up to speed with it? Yeah. So we like to do onboarding calls with anyone who wants to do an onboarding call. They're not required. And you can pretty much learn how to use this in about five minutes. Oh, wow. Well, we've been speaking with Joe Benjamin today, and he's been giving us wonderful insights in how research has changed and all of the different things we need to keep in mind and and looking at before we go meet with uh, especially the C-suite. And uh, it's been just wonderful to get this information, Joe. Any last thoughts that you want to leave with our listeners? Don't neglect research. It's extremely important. Companies are leaving clues. Your sales team can uncover opportunities. They can book more meetings and they can have better conversations if they do proper research. And look for those sales nuggets. I love that term. (laughs) That's a great term. I'm stealing that one. (laughs) How can people reach you? How would you prefer they reach you if they have want more information about uh, Cheetah IQ? So we have a free trial on our website. You can go to cheetahiq.com or you can email me at joe at cheetahiq.com if you want to schedule some time to learn more about our product. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for being with us today. Dave, I'll send it back to you. Thank you, Kyle and Joe. That's all the time we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to join us again next week at the same time. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 